Today is Monday, November 25th, 2013, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and today Our Lady gave a message for the world through Medjugorje Visionary Maria. And everywhere throughout the world, people are experiencing the change that takes place this time of the year. Those of us who are in the northern part of the world, we're seeing it get colder. Those in the southern part of the world are seeing it get warmer, and everything that we've known for the last several months is changing and passing away. The same cycle that happens year after year, season after season. And Our Lady comes again and gives another message for us today. And so a friend of Medjugorje is going to be speaking to us tonight about this message. And we ask that you open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mary, open our hearts in a special way that we might be able to hear all that you want to say, both what you have said in your words that we read ink on paper and that which we cannot see in the words on the paper, but that which comes through the Holy Spirit and to be able to comprehend the profoundness of your message through prayer. Amen. And so, Mary, you come today to us to speak again, entering into our hearts, helping us to see things that we can't see, these eternal truths that we forgot because of material things, the way the world operates, it's security that it offers that people continue to depend on, but yet which we see every day grows more and more insecure and more and more uneasiness in the heart starts prevailing. I was getting a haircut, and the girl was asking me where I've been, what I've been doing, and I told her some of it. I've been in France, and lately, and she was asking me questions, and she said that she was scared. She said, I can garden, I can do this. I didn't bring all the subjects up. She was just saying what's happened to her. She says, two years ago, I didn't think about anything. I didn't care. And she said she was scared to death what's going on. She said, I've got two children now, and I'm thinking different, and and uh, I've just seen so many things happen, and I don't know what's going to happen. So, you know, I fed her all these messages without even saying and getting too deep with her on it. Left her some material, gave her a book. But this is what's prevailing throughout the society, especially those who aren't churched, who aren't necessarily religious. They still feel uneasy. And they're looking to that security of what they think can give us the answer, which is politicians, those in the culture, those who are supposed to come up with the answers and give us a secure future. 
or might or guns or money, whatever it may be, whatever side of the fence you're on. But there's only one security. There's only one way. And that's what Our Lady comes to teach us and to show us through the messages. Our Lady of Medjugorje's November 25th, 2013th monthly message to the world. Dear children, I call all of you to prayer. Open the doors of your heart profoundly to prayer, little children, to prayer with a heart. And then the Most High will be able to act upon your freedom and conversion will begin. Your faith will become firm so that you will be able to say with all your heart, My God, my all. You will comprehend, little children, that here on earth, everything is passing. Thank you for having responded to my call. This struck me profoundly in what it said when Our Lady told us that the Most High will be able to act upon your freedom and conversion will begin. We don't have freedom. We're all seeing this in society, whether you're a believer or not believer. As I talked about the girl cutting my hair today, she sees this fear because she's losing her freedom. The loss of liberty, which is freedom, is a result of sin. So we grow more oppressed, more controlled. We become more slavery. There's more confinement to what we do and where we want to go and what we want to think and how we want to plan for our future. You can't do this. You go here. You go there. The predetermination of uh, determination of where you want to do is decided by others. But God gives freedom. First, it starts with our free will. And we freely have chosen decades and decades of following the culture, being part of a system that's completely filled with sin, that does not put God first. And we wonder why we've lost freedom. Yes, God wants to come to us in our freedom through our free will, that he can act upon it. But this freedom, too, our latest messages are multi-purpose. This means our nation, the world. UNESCO covets parts of nations like the Grand Canyon and say, oh, it's a UNESCO worldwide site, heritage site that's protected. Then you've got to go give up your sovereignty in your nation to UNESCO. Centralization. All results in the loss of freedom. You can't do this. You can't do that. They went to court several years ago because of scripture quotes by different people that was exploring the Grand Canyon and it's still there. And because it became historical, they've been there so long, they were allowed to stay. UNESCO now controls that. Are you offending the Muslim? Are you offending the non-believer, the Hindu, the Buddhist? You see where this leads to? Open the doors of your heart Profoundly to prayer, little children, to prayer, to prayer with the heart. And then the Most High will be able to act upon your freedom and conversion will begin. It's an incredible statement. So you take that for the freedom of your nation. You can take it for the freedom of an individual. You can take it for your free will. Of course, we know Our Lady has these meanings in this. But one thing everybody's concerned about is this country. And other people from other nations are worried about this country. Because we're the buckhead, we're the obstacle that stops evil from really reigning throughout the world. And there's moves 
left and right to bring us down internally, domestically, not from outside enemies, inside. We see that. Freedom by Webster's Dictionary of 1828 is defined as a state of exemption from the power or control of another. Our lives are rude every day. You can't go to Walmart without something or a system telling you what you can do, what you can't do. Down to the cash register, which dictates a lot of power, loss of freedom. And those who program these things or put the rules in there are controlled by other rules. It's a whole system that's taken away our liberty. As we sin more, we lose more. It continues, particular privileges, franchise, immunity, exemption from fate, necessity, or any constraint in consequences of predetermination or otherwise, any exemption from constraint or control, frankness and boldness, any exemption from constraint and control, how much in your life are you constrained for what you can do? You can't even do what you want to with your kids. you got the Amish who want to give alternative treatment for cancers or different diseases and you got the wards of the state coming and said no and they're going to take the child there's a case right now going on immediately or, or rather in new york and another place another uh, there's a big case parents don't have the liberty to decide what kind of treatment they'll give their children they want to go a natural way and the state comes in and takes that that's a loss of freedom a great loss of liberty so we see all this is happening because what's taking place is what Our Lady said. You will comprehend, little children, that here on earth, everything is passing. We've talked for a long time. Life as we know it will not continue. Our Lady's not talking about here. Life on earth is passing in the sense the world will end. Oh, this message is going to be here toward the end of the world. And then they can apply it. But what's passing is the culture as we know it, society as we know it worldwide. This is a crashing. It's going down because it's not of God. It's not freedom. It doesn't bring us to conversion, except if we're oppressed by it and we cry out to God. My God, my all. It's incredible words. Your faith will become firm so that you'll be able to say with the heart, my God, my all. When Elaine says passing like this, she said this before. She said, January 25th, 2007, do not forget that you are passing like a flower in a field. March 25th, 2008, everything is passing, little children. Only God is not passing. But that was in 08. That was in 07. In 2001, August 25th, and do not forget, little children, that your life is as a passing as a flower. In September 2nd, 2011, everything around you is passing and everything is falling apart. Only the glory of God remains. That's the key. Everything is falling apart. This society is passing. It's going to go away. You will not know life as we've lived it now in the future. Because everything not of God, our ladies come to do an exorcism. It's going to crash She's here to prepare us, to get us as far as we can from it, to be living a new way of life in a new time. And she said of this, it's my time. And so this exemption from the power and control of another, of course, is evil too. The freedom from Satan. Our Lady wants us to remember 
who God is throughout the ages, what he is. We've let our Bibles get covered with dust. We continually ignore the scriptures. She has to come to us and says, I want you to be a community of one single people who listen to the word of God and carry it out. And so from age to age, we're not bound by the grace. And it's God who says, remember me. Her words, my God, my all. And so we're asked of, Ali asked us to fill the centuries with prayer. Are we following this? Are we doing this? I call all of you to prayer. Open the doors of your heart profoundly to prayer, little children, to prayer with the heart. And the Most High will act upon your freedom.
And what you were speaking about earlier before the song about uh, our, about freedom and what it is that God uh, had so many meanings in this message. And uh, certainly there is uh, the meaning of our free will as well. And one thing about uh, community life particularly uh, and the way Caritas is structured is that it's structured with a lot of freedom. And uh, that's a part of what Our Lady established here uh, in utilizing the free will for uh, for her plans and uh, recently the community uh, had a retreat and and uh, we everyone was taking notes on different aspects of it but something that uh, you had said and I, w- I wanted to bring it up here in light of our ladies speaking about freedom is that you said that the road goes two ways out of here and it begins in the heart and what what was the what was the meaning behind that what's the what's the deeper uh, meaning behind these words uh, that you told us in this retreat. Well, there's no deeper meaning. It means the road goes two ways out of here. You don't want to be here. It didn't go out one way or the other. One goes southwest, southwest. One goes northeasterly. And, and in other words, you have to choose to be here. You have to wake up every day and decide this is what you want to do. The last thing I need here is to be Guiding people that don't want to be guided, and have people spiritually grow, and they don't want spiritual growth, or bind themselves to the sacrifice out of the cost for, or do our fast, or whatever we do. You have to choose that. You have to want that. If you don't want that, I don't want to be yoked with anybody here. And so, in our retreat, that's what we were speaking about. That evaluate that. If you don't want that with the whole heart, with your whole being, your whole and. Your whole power, your whole your whole strength. Then why be here? And this is something I've always said throughout the years. And we got one single road through this whole valley. You just pick which way you want to go. I have said that in the past to people. Because nobody's forced here to do what they do. You have to choose just like a Navy SEAL. It's not pleasant. The Navy SEAL calls out a lot of people through the endurance required to accomplish a task of making it. But to stay in it, the same thing. You can't go that way without that taking place. So it's important that we grasp in life the same way. Our Lady says freedom. God says freedom. He wants to act on your freedom. Open the doors of your heart profoundly to prayer, little children, to prayer with the heart. And then the Most High will be able to act upon your freedom. Because he won't impose on you. Our Lady says, I don't want to compel you to be saints by force. Everything is a choice. And here we keep this alive. We keep this is that way. It's a privilege to be here. If you get to where you don't see it as a privilege and you're serving, you're doing something great for God, or you have to do it, this is not, this is not a Caritas community. This is not us. This is not our constitutional makeup. Ours is totally freedom or totally free. And I'm binded to that. And if I feel oppressed, then 
perhaps there's something else that people should do. If you don't recognize the greatness of the gift of being in service to Our Lady, because our whole day is around the messages. We're doing our morning prayer this morning. Erin um, comes from across the street. She sees the cross on the mountain. The clouds open up around it. The sun's shining through. Everything else is dark. Spectacular. We're in the middle of prayer. We we have to, uh, to catch the wonder of the moment. We all run out, jump into two vehicles and go across the street. It already passed when we got it, but we knelt on the gravel and prayed anyway. Because we mobilize that way. We're ready. We want to be ready for the secrets. And we even pulled the kids out of school, so we had the community down there in five minutes, less than five minutes, three to four minutes. But that's the kind of people we are. It may be to do something else. It may be to go get the cows when they're out. It may be the first secrets released. It may be something special came from Medjugorje. We all need to find out about it. And we, it requires mobileness. It requires flexibility. Don't get caught up in your life and your patterns that, oh, I can't go beyond this or I have to do it this way. Or the messages are inconvenience. It's a convenience every 25th and it's a convenience every second. Mostly on the 25th because I said, dear children, today, this is the plan. You have your plans. Our lady has her plans. But you've got to, in freedom, change your plans and not grumble, not complain. But, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So she says today, Dear children, today, we see this often. And so this, today she didn't say it on this 25th message, but she says, Dear children, I call all of you to prayer. Open the doors of your heart profoundly. But these are the instructions. This is our daily walk. Once we do that, then we can follow our lady in a way that we don't feel oppressed, but we feel freely something we've chosen. We invite you to an experience of a lifetime. December 8th through 12th, the five days of the reconciling of ourselves, our families, and our nation back to God, a prayerful gathering to implore the mercy of God upon our families and nation. America was given a beautiful gift on Thanksgiving Day, November 24, 1988. The Virgin Mary appeared in an open field, consecrating the spot by her heavenly visitation. Today, Our Lady appeared, and she was very happy when she came. She announced through the Medjugorje visionary, Maria Lunetti, she was here to help us, and that she would intercede for you to God for all your intentions. Experience Our Lady. Experience Retreat. Experience Christmas. Experience a place fragranced by the Queen of the Angels herself and leave moved deep within your heart. With Our Lady appearing in Medjugorje, come to a special place she's visited, designated, and allow Our Lady to enlighten you in regard to God's plans to renew the face of the earth, nay, even all of creation. For more information, Call Caritas at 
You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. And about what the commercial just said, if you've been here for Christmas in the field, our December 8th of the 12th events, the five days, you know what that commercial meant. And for those who've experienced it, it brings back memories. It's as much Christmas as you can feel. And most people that come, really everybody, is thrilled by it because you really get the sense of Christmas. You feel it. And if nobody was to come, we would still do it because actually we started this for ourselves. It was our celebration of Christmas. It's a very beautiful thing. And so today Our Lady calls us to come toward, toward the Savior with this firm decision. She says, your faith will become firm so that you'll be able to say with all your heart, my God, my all. I lay on January 25th, 1988, said, When you are far from God, you cannot receive graces because you do not seek them with a firm faith. She said today, Your faith will become firm. So that you'll be able to say with all your heart, My God, my all. On February 12th, 1990, Our Lady says, Dear children, you have come to me with a firm decision. Do not fear anything. I will protect you. I will guard you. You make the firm decision. That my God is my all. And she protects you. She guards you. This happening of of this firm faith, we've had saints before us that's walked this, that's told us and showed us what it means to be saying my God and my all. It's strange Our Lady says, just to be able to say, my God, my all. As soon as I read that, I knew that Our Lady was saying, just all day long, start saying, my God, my all. Do it in prayer. About a week ago, I ended my morning prayer and just said, spontaneously, Mary Most Holy, Mary Divine, come into my heart, you be mine. And I've been saying this all week. I say it between my decades of prayer. And as soon as I saw this, my God, my all, Our Lady was showing us these ejaculatory prayers that we pray is important. Once Our Lady said, when we'd been praying prayers, uh, very short, brief prayers like these, we had the whole community do them. Our Lady comes, say, comes and says in the 25th message, pray short, ardent prayers. So Our Lady says this today. She wants you to say, my God and my all. What can happen through those words? Joan's going to read a story that will show you that. This comes from The Perfect Joy of St. Francis. Late one day, Francis returned, tired out, to the chapel of Our Lady and found a young man waiting there for him. He handed Francis a note with Bernard's greetings. The latter was inviting Francis to spend an evening with him and have a talk together. I'll be there tonight, said Francis. He sensed that Bernard's soul was troubled. They took a light meal together. What a striking contrast they made. Francis, in his mud-stained robe and his bricklayer's hands, sitting at the richly laden table in that fine dining room. And Bernard dressed in silk and velvet. He was a tall, pale man with light blue eyes. He said little, for he was shy and gentle-mannered. In a discreet way, he asked Francis how he had actually happened to take up his life of poverty. It was obvious that his soul was troubled. 
Francis sensed that Bernard was approaching the climax of some spiritual crisis, and so he gladly told him the story of his life. To Francis, it was as if he were reliving it all, and he spoke with so much fervor and sincerity that tears kept flowing down Bernard's cheeks. It took Francis over an hour, and it was late when he was through. He intended to go back to the woods, but Bernard insisted so strongly on his staying overnight that Francis yielded. They went to bed in Bernard's room, which contained a bed in each corner. A small lamp was burning before a skillfully designed tripic. Soon they both began to snore, and each seemed to be trying to snore louder than the other. But both of them were pretending. Bernard was planning to watch and see what Francis did. He too had heard that Francis got up at night to pray, and he wondered whether he would do so now. Bernard's motive was not ordinary curiosity, but a profound respect and desire for his own spiritual good. For he had long been wanting to lead a life like that of St. Francis, but he was extremely cautious by nature. So now he pretended to sleep while watching Francis through half-closed eyelids. Francis, too, was only pretending to snore. He waited until he thought Bernard was sleeping soundly, and then he got up very quietly and knelt in front of the bed. And holding out his arms, he whispered very softly, My God and my all. My God and my all. That was all he said, just, My God and my all. Each time he said it, he paused for a moment. My God and my all. Sometimes it sounded like a sigh, other times like a joyful exclamation or a prayer. or an expression of fear. Occasionally, as he said it, he covered his face with his hands. Then he would hold his arms out, or he would bow down reverently. It was a beautiful and a holy sight. Bernard watched him carefully by the light of the lamp. He was so moved that he forgot to snore. <laughs> Finally, as the heartfelt prayer, my God and my all, went on and on. He repeated it each time very quietly to himself. When dawn came, Francis quickly got back into his bed. A little later, the church bells began to ring, and Francis and Bernard pretended that they were waking up. As soon as Bernard had dressed, he went to Francis and said, Francis, I would like to live like you. What must I do? Francis was surprised and overjoyed. He exclaimed, Oh, Bernard, God be praised, God be praised. And he embraced his friend, adding, You want me to decide that for you? No, no, I am too insignificant for that. And the question is too important. Oh, how wonderful. Our Lord will help us. Let's go to church. That's where he gives his light. Oh, how wonderful, how marvelous. They both hastened to church, each hurrying faster than the other. And finally they ran. As they entered the church of St. Nicholas, Father Peter, the vicar, was just beginning his mass at a side altar. They heard it through, in a spirit of deep recollection. When the mass was over, Francis went right to the priest in the sacristy and explained Bernard's problem to him and asked him to consult the Gospels for Bernard. What a lucky man, sighed the vicar, and he went with Francis to the altar where the missal was. Then Francis motioned to Bernard to approach and said to the priest, Open the holy book three times, 
in honor of the Blessed Trinity, and each time read a verse. The vicar did so. The first time he read, If thou wilt be perfect, go, sell what thou hast, and give to the poor, and come, follow me. The second time, Take nothing for your journey, neither staff, nor wallet, nor bread, nor money. And the third time, with a sigh, If anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. The priest's tears were dropping onto the page, and he was trembling like a reed. Bernard showed his acceptance by kneeling down. And then Father Peter also fell on his knees, and holding out his hands towards Francis, he begged, Me too, me too. This incident naturally made quite a stir in the town, and in the whole district, two respectable citizens, a gentleman of independent means and a priest, had suddenly taken up Francis's way of life. Francis's faith was firm, and he could say, My God, my all, and make it mean something and turn it into something. Bernard's wasn't. He hadn't come to that point in his prayer. But Francis' prayer for that allowed him to get that firm faith. They could say, my God, my all, I give you everything. What happens when we enter into conversion? Because that's what he says. Act upon your freedom and conversion will begin. For Bernard, he went through trouble. He called Francis and said, come there, because he was troubled. And many people are troubled. Because what's sacred to you has to be torn from your life. You'll survive. Hope is born of suffering, but that's only the beginning. And so Bernard began his new life. You think it was easy? He had already asked Francis to come there because we don't know how many months or even years he had been tormented. Do I give up this wealth? Do I give up this treasure? Do I give up what I have? And it be torn from me? What does it mean to be held? What does it mean to be held, held by God and His providence? Our Lady is trying to make us comprehend that. You will comprehend, little children, that here on earth everything is passing. Only God in His arms can hold you. Only Our Lady underneath her mantle. She seeks that. And there's decisions you have to make. That's not easy. That's even torturous. Renders the heart. But it's necessary to be held by Our Lady to do so. Once you find those ways, your consolation begins. is too little they let him go they had no sudden healing to think that providence would take a child from his mother while she prays is appalling who told us we'd be rescued what has changed and why should we be saved from nightmares? We're asking why this happens to us who have died to live. It's unfair. It's 
October 22nd, 1978, Pope John Paul II began his pontificate, and he began it with these words. He said, open, I say, open wide the doors for Christ. A few years later, Our Lady begins appearing in Medjugorje, and a Croatian woman comes to an apparition and she's holding two large pictures of Pope John Paul. And when Our Lady appears, she looks at these pictures and she smiles. And she says, he is your father, my angels. And then she says, 
opened the door well. Throughout all the years of Medjugorje, all the apparitions, Our Lady's only said these words very few times. That first time in March of 1982, and then just a couple of other times through the years. Until this year, March 18th, 2013, she says these words again, five days after Pope Francis became Pope. And this message that she speaks in seems to say how to open the door well, because she says, My son, through that love which he showed by the cross, gave you the possibility to be forgiven for everything, so that you do not have to be ashamed or to hide, and out of fear not to open the door of your heart to my son. To the contrary, my children, reconcile with the Heavenly Father, so that you may be able to come to love yourselves as my son loves you. And so we're led then to this message today, November 25th, and I just wonder with all of the media, negative media that has been going on with Medjugorje over the past month, in fact, there, this was the first message Our Lady has given since uh, the kind of negative media, and she uses this, this term again, open the doors. I can't help but think that. She's thinking back on that time with Pope John Paul, too. She said he was her pope, that he was hard to be elected, and that people are talking. Well, what is the church saying? There's um, these rumors about Yvonne not being allowed to come into the church, that the doors of the church are closed to Yvonne, that uh, the pope is saying that he is uh, not perhaps for Medjugorje. At least that's what the rumors mills are saying. So... I'm kind of uh, wondering if she's referring a little bit to the situation through these words of open the doors. I don't know if that's something that you would, would think about. Well, everything is, what he does is pertain to everything that we do. Uh, the message are, are completely multi-purpose to every application. We've spoken about this. It's a template to which review review all, all of um, the, the things that go on in our culture, our society, how we live, what we do, where we go. Every, everything is pertinent to these messages and can be applied to the template of the worldview. A Christian worldview, not the worldview. There's two views going on. That's why everything's passing. The worldview is going to pass. And people's ways of the world and what they do and they want to correct and how they want to build the UNESCO's and the United Nations and all this centralization and, and the, the courts of Hague and, and all this is passing. Because we're not going to go underneath the Antichrist. We've got the Antichrist system there. But Ray's come to free us up. She's come to give us freedom. And we're a window to show that time in the future, which I don't think will be a thousand years from now, much less 500 years or two or 300 years. Because man always won't let go of what he's already learned. He's learned how what we do now. And if we go set back for some time, we'll come back to that pretty quickly. Within a century, maybe 100 years. It was a lady who said in 1999, just before 2000, that a new possibility of peace opens up this next century. And it would be about a century if we were knocked back down into a more of an agrarian way of life, a simple way of life, through an economic collapse, which is part of the system, which is passing. It's just on borrowed time, and God decides it's up because he's sustaining it. Don't think this thing's holding itself up. He's allowing it to, to give us time to do what we need to do, to be held by him, to be accepted of, of our lady's words and what she's trying to convey to us, to act upon the freedom that we have. So the door to the future is through Jesus Christ, no other door. 
And if you're not in prayer profoundly as little children and with the heart, God won't be able to act on your freedom, your free will, to make, both in, in the material sense and in, in the spiritual sense where your conversion can begin. Our faith has to come firm. It has to be, my God, may all. Can you imagine, centuries ago, Francis is saying this word, and Our Lady says it today. You think there's a connection? You think that he precedes her and she got that idea from Francis? No, he got the idea from the Holy Spirit because that means something in heaven. If you spend your whole night beside your bed saying, my God, may all, covering your face, raising your arms, deep prayer, in prostration, I'm praying. He was praying for Bernard. And look what came from it. And all he had to say is, my God, my all. You don't have to give a lot of God a lot of words. We've asked Our Lady questions. Once we said we were doing a project, we asked Our Lady. And simple answers come back. Profound answers. Whatever you do from the heart is precious to me. Our Lady doesn't give a lot of words. So my God, my all covers everything from the beginning to the end. And with God, there's no beginning and there's no end. So don't think these four little words that he's asking us to say today doesn't cover everything you need in full capacity. In the retreat we just did, we talked about this. I was telling the, our, the community, surrender to God what is not in your capacity to change. What are you going to do? You're going to hold on to it and try to change something over and over and over? Surrender to God what is not your capacity to change. If you want to be happy, just free yourself. Be free. It's liberation, and that's what he wants us to see. Don't be tied up with, with material things. Our security is not based on that. We think when we get material things, it's deserving, and we grow arrogant with that. It's egotistical. But we have to realize that really what the conscious really needs and what the kid, what, what we need as people and especially the family, for security is just a mother and father that love them and they love each other. Not things. Yvonne said once that uh, the fathers and the mothers and the family start chasing spiritual things and they lose what's most important. And so security that we put our trust in, where everybody's wanting everything resurrected and the economy and everything is based on this materialism and it's not the answer. Our Lady says, November 25th, 1988, answering your freedom to his invitation, February 25th, 2007. Do not forget, little children, your freedom is your weakness. Freedom's dangerous. It's got to be tempered by the commandments and by God's, God's, God's way of, of viewing that or, or the Christian worldview. On April 7th, 1986, that lady says, Dear children, only by prayer are you able to overcome every influence of Satan in your place. I am with you, but I cannot take away your freedom. God won't do it. God wants to act, our lady says, on your freedom through conversion. But you need to be in prayer. My God, my all. And that's the only way that you'll comprehend on this earth, things are passing. Life as we know it. Our lady gave a message that said, on August 25th, 2001, about life is passing, she says before that, decipher holiness may for you, little children, always be in your thoughts and in each every situation, holiness to be in the first place, in word and in speech. 
Holiness is in the words that you say. It's displayed what's in the heart. And so what we're to find, what we are to find is Jesus' mercy. Everything he's showing us in this mercy. But in speech, all he continues and says, in this way you also put together, or rather put into practice, little, uh, little by little, step by step prayer, and a decision for holiness will enter into your family. People want holiness in the family. One person's there. One spouse doesn't. One spouse does. So she says that in every situation, be first place in your work and in your speech at your workplace. The people recognize your holiness. They may persecute you for it. But then she adds, in this way, you'll be able also to put into practice little by little, step by step, prayer and a decision for holiness will enter into your family. Be real with yourselves and do not bind yourselves to material things, but to God. And do not forget, little children, that your life is passing as a flower. And so we need to find Christ, the Holy One. That needs to be the one you long for. That needs to be one you seek. Teach us.
Joan was reading a message a little earlier that said to, LA, to be forgiven for everything, that God would do that. To reconcile ourselves with the Heavenly Father. To do these things is one thing that's very, very important. A real important ingredient for us to advance in the spiritual life. For a nation to resurrect, for a people to resurrect, we have to have repentance. But in doing so, we can't go through repentance if we don't forgive those who often cause us to be in the state we're in. Be it parents, be situations that came up. To forgive somebody is to liberate yourself. To mentally give you health. Because people who don't forgive, people who hold on to hate, people who hold on to things and, and things that have happened to them in the past will never be free. You'll always be enslaved. That's what the definition says. It's slavery, confinement, servitude. If you don't learn to forgive, if you don't learn to take that family member or whoever, or somebody's done something, your neighbor, your boss, if you can't forgive for something in your past, you'll never be mentally healthy. It will corrode you. And these things that are important for us to really learn these lessons is, is the things that always come to show us. God has forgiven us, and we can't forgive somebody else. We've sinned, and he offers forgiveness. A lady said, you can be forgiven for everything. And you want to harbor something? You want to hold on to something? No, you won't be whole, nor will you be happy. Nor will you experience freedom. Nor will you experience conversion. You have to forgive. And in this season we're approaching, you must not just be carrying around pain, but release it. Forgiveness does that. Then suddenly you're free. It's the other person's problem or your spouse's problem or whatever it may be. We carry around baggage, all this weight, and people haven't learned that, well, I'm never going to forgive them. You've had people at trials where they lost their, their, their children or, or family member by a murderer who would tell them, we forgive you. They may be going electric chair, but they could hold that on and be bitter. And really, in the end, God forgive them and they can't forgive somebody else. Yes, it may be tough to do. I'm not saying that's easy. But if you want to be liberated, you learn how to forgive.
I've tried to numb the pain There's no whiskey, there's no pill To change the way it feels Remember a, a day very clearly. It was on a September 25th. It was in the late 90s, and we had the community had met out in the field at five o'clock for five o'clock prayer. And right after that prayer time, we all met in the field because we were going to have a big harvesting of hay day. And it was a day just filled with with tractors and picking up hay bales and eating picnic meal next to the field. And at the end of that day, Our Lady gave a message. We got the message. And Our Lady said, begin your day with morning prayer and end your day with prayer. And we all were so, thought that was so awesome because we had really lived that message. And I can still remember what the field looked like that day. I can remember the sun shining on the, on the hay. I remember the... The heat of that September day because of the message that Our Lady gave. And I will always remember November 25th, 2013, this message of Our Lady when she says, Open the doors of your heart profoundly because of what we did this morning. When a friend of Medjugorje said on the split second, Okay, we're going. We're going to go and run across the street and see uh, if if we can see this exciting scene by the cross. And so we didn't hesitate. We ran out, and I can remember the sound of the shipping door as we banged it open, running uh, to the cars, running to the school, opening the cars of the door, running inside, having all the little kids on your lap, running across the street. Uh, in the vehicles, opening the doors to get out to see if we would see something, see the wonder. And though we didn't see the wonder, I see now that Our Lady always leaves something of such joy in her message that we can connect to. And that this open the doors is very visual to me now because we opened a lot of doors this morning with profoundness in in the sense that we were doing it uh, with all of our hearts, with joy, with anticipating, anticipation of encountering God in some special way. And uh, that's, that's just the beauty of Our Lady's walk with us in community. And I don't know if you have... Well, the door, the door in ending our program tonight, the the door that really opens everything is what the song just talked about, forgiveness. Because you open the door to your, your oppression and those things that, that keep you in prison. And if there's ever time been, been a time in history of the world where there's so much hurt, you say, well, what's different in this time than any other time? Well, we've got so many, we live so radically different that 
the, the divorce rate and the tor- the destruction of the family, the, the distractions, those things that that are, are assaulting just normalcy that even the scripture says toward the end the heart will grow cold, which means in a way that it hasn't done in the past. No one will love. We love things, but we can't love people. And so the biggest door to enter is forgiveness because we've been forgiven and we've forgotten this. And that leads to gratefulness. And it's this Thanksgiving that we need to be thinking of. I was in France and I saw them talking about Thanksgiving. I saw it on a little poster. Every country has that. Ours is unique to the day we have it. Canada has a Thanksgiving. Ours is different. But there's one day that is unique to the United States that we give Thanksgiving to God without other countries in the same time. To God the Father. But that Thanksgiving maybe just be a, a, a spirit of gratitude. And really a heart of Thanksgiving is a spirit of gratitude. And what matters most for us is that we sometimes maybe should be putting ourselves in another person's shoes. That we appreciate then what we walk in our own shoes. To be more grateful. Who has allowed us to sit at the dinner table this Thanksgiving? And peace surrounded by family and in security. And sometimes these things happen where we don't reflect enough about what, what the next family is doing, what they've gone through, who's done what for us to be able to sit at that table. And so it's time to reflect on these things. The the greatness of the gift God's given to us through one giving their life that we might have life while they lose theirs. No, it ain't about the place he's been living for the last eight months. And it ain't about the badges on his uniform. And it ain't about the oil like they say it is in the news You'll never hear him say it don't matter anymore Cause what matters most is still at home Gathered round the table, barely, barely able to get through the day Without thinking about him matters most She gets mad when someone talks bad about red, white, and blue She says they don't understand what it stands for Said if they spend just one day on their knees in her shoes It'd be a little more Appreciative of that, I'm sure It's what matters most It's down the road At the Bedford Cemetery Where his best friends carried him And laid him down They think about him And their life without him 
Carter's most is still at home. And little boy and girl living in a world that's forever changed. They think about him. Life without him. They make sure that everybody knows. Not a day goes by that they don't let it show. Gets mad when someone talks bad about the red, white, and blue. She says they don't understand what it stands for. Maria said on her July event with us, "It's not God bless America." It's America be a blessing for the world. There's no people on earth, there's no people in the history of the world that owes more gratitude to God in Thanksgiving than we as an American living in this country in freedom. God wants to liberate it, that it might become a blessing for the world. To be held in the hands of God, to be held underneath Our Lady in her mantle. Forgive. Reconcile. Repent. Convert. My God, my all. My God, my all. You don't have to do a lot. It's simple. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Good night. <laughs>